Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Monetize Everything podcast. This is your host, George Pitts, and today what we're going to be talking about are five secrets to successful entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about five different things that separate successful entrepreneurs from wannabe entrepreneurs. You have a lot of people out there that want to be an entrepreneur. They label themselves as entrepreneurs. They introduce themselves as entrepreneurs, um, but they don't they don't have any of these characteristics or they don't practice any of these things, which keep them in a place of just a title, which is very loosely used if you ask me, but that's just another, that's another story for another time. So today we're going to be talking about five characteristics of successful entrepreneurs. You don't want to miss it. This is the Monetize Everything Podcast. A place where people just like you can learn how to build wealth, improve personal finances, and start an online business all online. Now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, George Pitts. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Monetize Everything podcast. Welcome in today. Uh, What I'm going to be sharing with you today are five secrets to successful entrepreneurs, right? Five secrets to the success of entrepreneurs. What does entrepreneurs do that provide them success in their areas, right? And so what I want you to think about or what I want you to first do before we get into this is I want you to think about... Um, I want you to think about where you are currently in your journey as an entrepreneur. Many people that listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs. Some of them are budding entrepreneurs. Some of them are aspiring entrepreneurs. And some of you may just listen to it because you like the content, right? But wherever you are in your journey, I want you to think about where you are currently right now at this particular moment as you're hearing my voice. And then I want you to think about where you're trying to get to. What is that life look like? What does that atmosphere looks like? What what do the possessions you have, what do those look like? I want you to really think about that. Because one of the main things about entrepreneurship and success is that, you know, with success, you've achieved things that many people haven't. So you have a lot of people that have the title of entrepreneur and they have not achieved any level of success. A lot of them are just using the title. But then when you ask them, okay, well, what do you do? What kind of business do you do? How much have you sold? What is your, uh, you know, what is your net worth? What is it? You know, a lot of them can't answer those questions. So they have that title. They use it, which doesn't bring you in any revenue. Just because you got the title of entrepreneur doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to make money from it or you're going to see some success from it. It takes action for that, right? And that's what many people lack. So what is the success of your entrepreneurship life look like? And as you're thinking about that, I want you to think about some of the secrets that I'm going to share with you today and how you can start to incorporate those into your life right now to get you to where you want to be. But then I also want you to think about in a different perspective, what of these secrets that I'm sharing with you today that you are not doing? And don't worry, I'm going to probably give you a few that many people are the opposite of to kind of kickstart and kind of jumpstart your your juices as you're flowing. So I want you to think about that. So the first thing is 
Entrepreneurs spend their money on investments, okay? Investments, assets, things that are going to bring a level of value back to their money. So when I changed my mindset about money, when I started making more money, especially outside of just my primary source of income, when I started to change the way that I spent my money, it really changed how much money I was making. <laughs> I, you know, that may sound complicated to some people, but some people are going to catch that. When I started to change the way that I approached money and I spent more of my money on assets rather than liabilities or possessions that didn't bring anything back to me, it was almost like I made more money overnight and it just continued to go. And so the main thing or the first secret is that you need to find a way to have your money that you have that, that you put into anything bring something back in return, which in this case is assets. So different types of assets. Okay, you've got real estate, you've got land, you've got other businesses, you've got stocks, you've got mutual funds, you've got bonds, you've got uh just so many level gold. Um, you know, partnerships, you've got so many levels of investments that can bring a return back to you. When I look at buying anything that's going to cost me something reoccurring, like a car payment or uh, you know, a car payment or any other type of possession that's going to cost me a, a big chunk of money or a recurring amount every month, I think about what can I purchase to pay for that. So let me share a little story with you guys. When I first purchased uh, my first property, my sister called me and she said, hey, it's these 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 duplexes that are going really cheap on this in, in this area in our hometown. And I don't go back to my hometown very often. Right. I, I don't. But she was just really adamant that I check these out. So I was like, OK, cool. So I'll be down there tomorrow. So I drove down there. We met up. She was you know, showing me some of these places. And I couldn't believe how cheap they were going for. But the thing is, they were going to need a lot of work. So we decided to buy one and we put our money together and we went in and, you know, did some work and we were able to rent it out. And the thing that really sparked me was the fact that the mortgage on this particular property was just under four hundred dollars. But the rent that was going on in that area for properties that had not been renovated like ours were in excess of 700 bucks a month, 750, 775, uh, 725. I mean, it, it ranged, but they were well over $700. So we listed ours for 850. We went in, we put new cabinets, we put new flooring, you know, new appliances. I mean, we went in and we did quite a bit of work to this place. And we were able to get several applicants. And I mean, it rented out quickly. It just blew my mind. And so I said, this is it this is it. So what I did was I decided that if I ever wanted a new car or if I wanted anything that was going to cost me something, this was going to be the asset that I would purchase. Because let me paint a little picture for you. Let's say you go out and you do what we did and you buy a property. Let's say you buy a property for $50,000. Okay. I'm just throwing a number out there and you put a 30 year mortgage on that property. Okay. Um, and let's say that that 30-year mortgage on that property is around $350. Again, I'm, I'm, I don't even have my calculator. I'm just kind of going off the dome. Let's just say $350 to $400. But you're able to net 
800 or more a month off of this property. Well, guess what? You're going to make enough money to cover the mortgage on that property, but you're also going to make enough money to do two, a couple of things. You can use that money to buy another property that could pay the mortgage on another property that you can also rent. You can use that excess money to pay for your vehicle, right? So let's say that you're looking to go and buy a thirty dollars or $40,000 brand new vehicle, which I would never recommend to buy a brand new vehicle, but I'm just using this in this example. And the cost of that vehicle is going to cost you, let's just say $400 a month for a 60 month uh, note, right? And so you purchase this particular vehicle and it's $400 a month and you're making, let's just say $800 a month from your property. And the mortgage on that property is $350. Well, that gives you $450 a month. So you could take that excess $450 a month and pay that towards your car. And as long as you keep a tenant in that property for at least five years, you won't have to use any of your money to pay for it. <laughs> and you got somebody that's paying off the house in the process. So this is how this is a secret that many, many successful people, millionaires, billionaires, they use this. They they that we, we don't take our money and go and buy stuff. Our assets buy that stuff. When I learned that principle by, you know, reading a lot of books from successful people and just really studying successful people, and I changed that, you know, a few years ago in how I spent money, it changed everything. It changed everything in my life financially like you would not believe. And I've gotten so good at it that I invest in other stuff to bring in money to invest in stocks and to invest in other areas. So I've got different streams of income that their total uh, their, their total revenue that comes in from that is used specifically to invest into other things to bring me in more money, right? So that's one of the first secrets that I want to share with you today is most successful entrepreneurs or even millionaires in this case uh, or billionaires, they go and have they buy assets and they use that money from those assets to pay for the things that they want. All right. Number two is successful people, millionaires, billionaires, you know, even hundred thousandaires. They are very addicted to success. Now, what does that mean? So. Many times you have a lot of people that are just addicted to the money. So when the money comes, the hunger kind of decreases, right? It's just like when you're very hungry and you're just like, oh my gosh, I, I can eat a cow right now. And you finally go and you get and you eat a cow, whether it's a steak or ribs or whatever it is, whatever part of the cow that you eat, um, that temptation then goes down for food because you finally have... Um, address that hunger. So many people, they think that uh, once I, you know, they're addicted to money. So once they get money, that hunger starts to go down. When you're addicted to success, it's all about the hunt. It's all about the hunt for the next successful venture, the next successful partnership, the next successful business, whatever that may be. And many people that don't experience this level of success, the main reason is that they don't want it bad enough. And I know that may sound cliche. I know some people are rolling their eyes. Some people probably just closed iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this on. Like, here we go again with this. I don't want it bad enough. Yes, I do. Listen, if you want it bad enough, you can get it. I'm so serious. 
the thing that people that, that that people don't have is they don't have that DNA in them to want it bad enough yet. Because the thing is, when you want something bad enough, you're going to do whatever it takes to get it. Whether you got to stay up late, you got to get up early, you've got to sacrifice some things, you're willing to do that. Many people aren't willing to sacrifice that. Well, I work 12 to 16 hours a day or uh, I work a full time job and I, you know, I, I take care of my kids and I go to school and I do this and I do that. We, we have all these counters for why we haven't done the very thing that's keeping us from where we want to be. Everybody wants to make more money. Everybody wants to be successful in whatever they are. Everybody wants to buy their mom a house or they want to buy a house. They're tired of renting. They want to buy a new car. They're they're tired of driving the broke down when they want better clothes. They're tired of wearing the worn ones. Everybody wants something more, but they're not willing to go and put in the things that they need to do to get to more. And because you're not willing to do that, this is where people miss it. Because with successful people, we are so addicted to that success that the money just comes because we're too, we're constantly chasing the success of something. We're chasing the success of building another business from scratch, from taking a business that's not doing very well and turning it around from, you know, investing in stocks and, and winning different stock trades, uh, investing in real estate that doesn't look like a good deal or maybe a great deal and turning it into a better deal, right? That's flipping. So we are addicted to that. So we don't necessarily think about the money part of it. We think about the idea of being successful again and whatever the outcome is going to be from that particular venture. So number two is you need to get addicted to success and not necessarily the money, okay? Number three is we don't pass up opportunities. We evaluate. Let me share something with you guys. When you have opportunities that come up to you, how many of you actually are interested until you hear a price? How many of you guys are very gung-ho about this is something that I need? This is exactly what I've been looking for. Oh my goodness, this is perfect. Oh, there's a cost. <laughs> and then and then and then it's like, oh well, it's not that important now. It's 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 not that thing. We evaluate everything. And it's not necessarily the cost. We just want to evaluate what is the value. See, most successful people, we don't care about what the cost of something is for the most part. Okay. Now, again, this is not every circumstance, but this is for a lot of them. The cost isn't the biggest factor. It's the value, right? If it's going to cost me a thousand dollars to work with someone at the top of their game and I know that the value that I'm going to get is going to far exceed that, whether I'm going to make more money or I'm going to be better at what it is that I do. It's going to improve my health. It's going to improve my weight. It's going to improve whatever I'm looking to do. I need to look at the value. And if the value exceeds the investment, I'm all in. I, I, I don't, you know, I used to look at the first thing that I would look at is the price. Everything I looked at was the price. That's not what I look at anymore. I've got to see, okay, what is the value? What is it? Let's evaluate this. What is what value am I going to get back? What is the worth? What is the true dollar worth of this particular item or this particular thing? And then 
what is it going to, how much time of my time is it going to take? How much time is it going to free up? So you need to evaluate the opportunities that are coming to you. The first thing that people do who are who are not successful or who are trying to get to that place but never get to it is when they hear that number or they hear that there's a cost or they hear that there's a price. If it's not, you know, something that's just, you know, oh, it's $10 or oh, it's $1, you know, or what, whatever your whatever your mental number is for that's not that bad. I'm willing to pull the trigger. We freeze up. And that's not something that successful people do. They evaluate every opportunity within reason that comes to them. Okay. You can't continue to sit up here and have all these opportunities pass you by. Let me tell you a story real quick. And this is actually two successful companies. So this is going to be slightly different, but I just want you to kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. So Sony years ago, before the PlayStation came out, they wanted to get into the gaming business, but they knew their name enough wouldn't be able to break the barriers of the gaming, of the, of the gaming niche. So they reached out to a company by the name of Nintendo. Many of you guys have probably heard of this company before. And they had this idea to come up with the first CD-ROM playing video game console. And Nintendo didn't want to do it. They're like, ah, oh, that I don't know. That just didn't sound right. You know, I, you know, we're doing really well with cartridges, and you know, you guys are, you know, like a like a record company and a music company, and you know, your brand is more with music, and you know, I just don't know. It sounds like it's just going to be a CD player that just happens to play video games, and they passed on it. And so Sony decided to go ahead and take the leap. And get into the business, and they basically labeled it a Sony PlayStation. Now there has been multiple variations of this particular gaming console, and it has made them billions, with a B, of dollars. Nintendo is still around, but they're nowhere near the level that they were once on. This particular gaming console could have changed gaming even more than what it is right now. Because Nintendo at the time was probably the number one gaming console company in the world. And I'm talking about there was Sega Genesis, there was Atari, there was, you know, all these other companies that were doing very well. Sega was doing extremely well. But Nintendo was at the upper echelon of the game. So you bring in a console that what we see PlayStation is now, which is pretty much one of two of the most of the major consoles out there, which the other one would be Xbox by Microsoft. Um, just think of what that could have done or could have been even now with the mindset of Nintendo. But Nintendo didn't see the opportunity. They just looked at it as, well, you know, this is a this is this company is, you know, they're 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 a record company and they don't know about gaming and we we're the best right now. We're not gonna take this on. How many of you guys have said that to people? How many times has an opportunity come up to you where you said, ah, you know, they, they're all right, but you know, this, you know, this, or they're all right, but that, and you just pass it up. Or, you know, you look at it and you're like, 
you know, yeah, I would love to get into this particular program with them, but, you know, they don't have the car that this person has. You know, whenever every time I see them, they're doing this or, you know, I would I wouldn't mind working with that person. But, you know, every time I see them, they look like that, you know, and you, you don't even realize that you're passing up opportunities based on visual things and you're not even looking at the value. Right. So many of us look so so many of us judge a book by its cover right from the start and we don't even get into reading it. And then you realize later on that you just passed up on such an amazing opportunity because you passed up. I mean, it was just it was beneath you. Right. And so you've got to evaluate opportunities that come up to you. Okay. And the next thing is number four is you need to have long term plans. Successful people think long term. Uh, I think right now about okay, if I build this and I and I build this real estate empire and do this and do that, uh, my son, at the time that he turns 18, this is how many houses I could have. This is how many of those houses would be paid off. This is how much you know revenue would come in. And this is potentially how much his college would be. And he could live in one of the houses, rent the other two or three rooms, however big the house is to some other college students. He can make this much money in revenue. And this is how much money he's going to take. I'm already thinking about him 20 years from now. 20 years from now, I'm literally thinking about that. I'm not thinking about short term. See, the thing is, is too many of us think short term. Oh, if I spend $200 on this, I don't get paid again for two more weeks. So therefore, you know, I'm going to have to bring bologna sandwiches and chips to work for the next 14 days. So, you know, to, to be able to learn potentially how to make a couple thousand extra dollars a month. So yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and not do that because I don't want to take bologna sandwiches to work. We're thinking short term instead of long term, like, okay, wait, if I can learn how to make a couple thousand dollars, it takes me two or three months to do it. And I, and I follow the steps step-by-step step, and, and I'm able to make this extra two grand within the next 90 days. I can learn how to scale that back and maybe turn that into four grand or six or eight over time to where by this time next year, I could be hitting about $10,000 a month. But we don't we don't think that far out. We're thinking about short term. Oh, well, all I got is $400 and they wanting me to spend $297 on this particular program or a session to learn how to do this is going to cost me $150. Well, I really wanted to go to this concert or I really wanted to do this. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. We, 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 you have got to think long-term for everything. Let me share something with you real quick. When you think long-term, you look at the big picture because long-term, all it is, is a big, big picture. Because think about it. When we're talking about my son, 18 years from now, long-term, that's a big picture. He still has to go through kindergarten. He's got to go through middle school. He's got to go through high school. He's got to go through college to get to the, the so that's one big picture. There's so many moving parts that are taking place in that 18 to 20 year span. So because there's such a big picture there, you know, I'm thinking so far ahead that I'm not thinking about, okay, if I go and put down this $25,000 to go and buy this property cash, um, and that's going to take $25,000 out of my, out of my liquid cash. So I'm going to have to, you know, liquidate some stocks or some different things to kind of put that back into the savings or, or do whatever. Uh, I don't think like that. I look long-term big picture. What is this $25,000 going to look like in five years? What is this $25,000 investment going to look like in 10 years? And ever since I've changed that mindset, 
I can't even believe I'm saying it. I, I it, it's I can I'm talking about going to spend twenty five thousand dollars cash on something. That's nothing to me, right? Before twenty five thousand dollars, where do I sign the loan papers? What's the interest rate? Now it's okay, twenty five thousand dollars. What is this going to bring me back? Okay, great. Let me go over here, make a call to my banker, get the get the get the cashier's check or set up the the uh, the the transfer, and let's get this thing moving. I I couldn't think about that before, right? So <clears throat> successful people think long term. The next time that you are looking at buying, you know, a program or buying a coaching session or looking to uh, get into business with someone or looking to invest into anything with your money. Think long term about it. Don't think about, you know, what this is going to do to you short term. You know how. Well, you know, listen, you can make money back. You can make money back every day. That's one thing you can you can make back every day. One thing you can't get back is time. There are many people that get into their 50s, 60s, 70s saying, man, I wish I would have did this when I was your age. I wish I would have did that when I was your age. They know that now they can't get that time back. Not saying that it's too late for them to do it, because I think, you know, anytime's a good time, <laughs> you know, um, but some of them have already got that in their head. I wish I would have done this then. They know they can't get that time back. They know they can't go back to their 20s or 30s, right? So don't sit up here and think, because when you think short-term so much, long-term passes you by real quick because you're so focused on looking at what's in front of you now that when you finally look up, now it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and guess what? Long-term is here and everything that you were looking at short-term to why you couldn't get to where you want to be now, now that you're at that long-term place is gone. That opportunity to invest in that business, it was gone 15 years ago. Not saying you can't invest in one now, but what could have been if you would have invested into it 15 years ago? Short-term is was, was 10, 15 years ago. You're at long-term now. You're at the place you should have looked at back then to where you could have seen what the picture would have looked like right now. But because you didn't look and see what the picture looks like right now, the picture looks nothing like you thought it would when you were at that age. Because you were too busy looking long term. You're too busy looking at the two steps in front of you instead of looking down the road and seeing 10,000 steps down, you know, in front of you. But instead, you're looking at one, two, three. You're looking at one step after the other, one foot in front of the other, instead of looking at miles and miles of tractions ahead. Right. So. That's one of the things that you want to think about. And the last thing that successful people, uh, the secrets to successful people is vision, right? Successful people are all about vision. What does the vision look like? What is the vision for this? You know, I see myself building this real estate conglomerate and having, you know, this many properties and managing different things, but also doing these different things in real estate and having a person to handle this and having a department that handles that. That's vision. OK, many of us, we don't seek vision and we don't look for vision. We're looking at what's going on right now. We want clarity in front of us now. Many of us will not turn on the windshield wipers and, and look down the road. Many of us are just trying to see what's on, on, on the hood whenever we need to see what's two stoplights ahead. And the reason for the reason that many people fail to be successful in what it is that they're trying to do is they have no vision. You, I mean, many of you guys are in careers and you don't even know what your career path is going to be. You, you, oh, I just want to, I want to be in leadership. Well, what does that path look like? What is the vision? 
right? What what is the vision of that? What do you got to do to get there? What what education? What certification? Because you don't have a vision, sometimes you never even get to that point. You you don't even realize you got to have you got to have a bachelor's degree. You're only 15 credits away, but because you don't even look at the vision of what it's going to take to get to where you're trying to get to, you get upset when you get passed over for it because you don't even have the basics to even be considered for it. Oh, well, you know what? I would love to start a bit. Well, what kind of business would you want to start? What does that business look like? What what is it that you do on a day-to-day basis? What does your clients look like? Well, I don't know. I just want a business. Well, that business never comes because you don't even have the vision for it. So the thing that successful people have is they, they, they have vision. And that vision is always something that gives them clarity for their next steps. And be, so when you have clarity for your next steps, you don't have that fear because you know what you need to do to get to where you're trying to be. You know what the, you've already had the vision. So you already know what it looks like. So as it's starting to come to you and the in the picture is starting to get more clear and clear, there's the clarity. You start to understand that all the steps that you're taking and the moves that you're making right now are bringing that picture more clear to you. Right. So these are the five things that successful people do. I would highly advise you to look at them, see what it is that you're not doing and figure out a way for you to incorporate that into your life and get ready to take it to the next level. So thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Monetize Everything podcast. Remember, if you are committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you. Until next time, go out there and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.